Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Coaching Matters Podcast brought to you by Fundraising University and Brian Kane Peak Performance. Coaching Matters is a nonprofit foundation whose primary purpose is to help coaches, athletes, and activities directors succeed in their programs, schools, and communities. Fundraising University works to help you raise the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of interference to support coaches and activities directors in enhancing the student experience and life skill development that is a critical component of our educational systems. Brian Kane, one of the world's leading mental performance coaches, works to educate, empower, and energize you to be your best through his 10 pillars of mental performance mastery systems. Together, each week, we bring you interviews, question and answer sessions, and group coaching around mastering mental performance, creating elite culture, and developing the leadership skills you need to succeed. And now, this week's Coaching Matters podcast. All right, so we are live here. This is the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Program. Super excited for today's call where we're going to be talking about charting your course and hitting your target. We're going to be talking about goal setting. We're going to be talking about prioritizing and executing and strategies that you can use to give you the best chance for success. So as we wait for everybody to join the call, I want you to go ahead and open up the chat. And if you open up the chat, would you please just go ahead and put your name and where you're calling in from and your email address so that we can make sure that we're able to send you out the notes from today's call. And also we know that who is with us here today. So again, inside of the chat, you're just going to post your name. You're going to post your email address. You're going to post where you're from. So we have a good idea of who is with us today. And then while we've got that chat open and we're getting that information gathered, I just want to take a moment and I want to first welcome everyone to the Coaching Matters group coaching program and podcast. This is sponsored by our friends at Fundraising University. And we'd like to take the time to say thank you to any current fundraising university coaches and administrators that are joining us today on the call. And just a reminder that fundraising university is the top high school fundraising company in the United States, helping to raise over $150 million for programs since its inception in 2009. Well, today we're going to talk about charting your course and hitting your target goal setting strategies that deliver results. So if you open up the chat, I'm going to put a link for today's notes. And once you click on a link for today's notes, that's going to bring you to a Google Doc. We're going to work off of our Google Doc today. And I really want today's call to make sh- to, to, to be one where we get to interact. I'm going to try to use our breakout rooms. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to pull people. Uh, I know we got Alan and Chris and Tra- Travis coming in all the way from London, you know, into our call today and make this as interactive as we possibly can. So if you click on the link inside of the chat to our notes, you're going to come to, I may have to share those one second here. Again, good mentality to write down. Yep. You're not gonna be able to see those notes. Not yet. Present, not perfect. Present and not perfect. Now, if you click on the link, you should see those. And you should bring you to this Google Doc. Fantastic. So as I share my screen, we're going to get going. All right. So you're going to come to this document here. And this is our notes sheet for today. And what I want you to do is when you come here, I want you to click file, make a copy. And the reason why I want to take a minute to set this up is I don't want today to be temporary. I want today to be legendary. And as we go through, I want you to make sure that you are able to take your own notes inside of this Google doc. So in order to do that, you have to make a copy. So you're going to go file, make a copy, and then you're going to make and have this Google doc for you to take notes on. So this is coaching matters. I can't believe it's already episode number 25. We're in season two. 
We started in 2021 and now we're rocking and rolling in 2022, charting your course, hitting your target, goal setting strategies that deliver results. Now to review one of our earlier calls from this year, and I believe this is the most fundamental aspect of goal setting and being productive. And I think a lot of times as coaches, as business owners, as elite competitors, we make a mistake and we confuse being busy with getting business done. And there's a big difference between being busy and doing business. And I want to make sure today I share with you some strategies to help you get business done. So let's review what I call the four-step goal formula. And with the four-step goal formula, the first thing you want to do is set your intention, meaning what is it that you want? So on your notes, I want you to write down below here, what's something that you want? What do you want? So instead of it being lecture, I want it to be interactive. So you're going to write down on your notes, what's something that you want? Now, a high-end level of identifying your intention is something that we've called the MVP process. And Fundraising University CEO Mike Bahoon joined us earlier and talked about uh, creating an MVP process and leading through that MVP process. And this is an example of my quarter one 2022 personal MVP process. When we talk about intention, being intentional with your mission, how you want to be known, your vision, what you want to accomplish for your life, and then your vision for quarterly. So what are the goals that you have in different areas of your life? Now, my life is an open book and I want to serve and I want to make an impact. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you access to my MVP process so that you have an opportunity to, again, make a copy and use it for yourself. So I want to say Kane MVP process. This is my current one that I created for this quarter, quarter one of 2022. If you click on that link in our Zoom chat, Kane MVP process, you're going to be able to see this. Now, some things on there may or may not make sense to you, but ultimately you're going to come up with what's your life mission, gravestone. What's your life vision? What do you want to accomplish? And then what's your quarterly vision in two areas, personal and then professional personal, I break up into different categories. So the bear, what do I want to do with my wife, baby bear, which is now Carolyn? What do I want to do with Carolyn? What do I want to do with my father? What about our house here in Paradise Valley or our house up in Payson? Like, what are the things that I want to do this quarter? When I go down to professionally, what are things that I want to do professionally in this quarter? So you're going to get to see what my goals are. And I'm super excited to share this one here, charitable, brown bags, So I've had this on here for maybe two years. And what the brown bag giveaway is, is in my car, I have brown bags with a water, two granola bars, and a protein bar. And I finally, this weekend, went to Costco, got everything, put them together in my car. There's a lot of homeless people in Phoenix, Arizona, where I live. They come up to your car all the time at stoplights. So now what do I do? I give them a brown bag. I give them a water. I give them some food. To me, it's a simple way to say, here, let's make your day a little bit easier for you. Let's, let me help you in any way that I can. And I feel like I, if it was not on my MVP process, I would have never got it done. Now, it took me longer than I wanted it to, but guess what? Better done is, is better than never done. So this is what we want to do is capture our ideas of our goals. These are our intentions. This is what we want to accomplish. So going back to our notes, that's the first thing you got to get clear on is what is it you want? One of the most difficult questions, what is it you really want? Now, once you create that list of what you want, whether you jot it down as formally as an MVP process, or you just make a list, second thing you do is you schedule it. You go into your time blocks. So this is an example of Google Calendar, and this is an example of my time blocks. So if I turn off the personal who I'm talking with, you're going to see that I have different time blocks. Let me delete this for what my day should look like. So this call right here, this is a call block, coaching block. So you're going to see that the gray coaching blocks are when I should be coaching. Blue is workouts. Yellow is when I have time with my family. So we had our first child born one week ago today. My schedule looks a lot different this week than it did previously. I've built in these 30-minute blocks throughout the day to be able to go and help out. Instead of in the past, I would just coach for eight to 10 hours in a day straight. So this is a different calendar. This I have a different intention now than I did two weeks ago, three weeks ago. 
So this is what calendar looks like. Now, why is calendar so important? It's important because things don't just happen. You block your time and then you prioritize and execute. And this might be one of the biggest challenges that I see people have is they're busy and they struggle to prioritize. So let me help you prioritize right now with a technique called the focus funnel. And the focus funnel comes from a book called Procrastinate on Purpose by a guy named Rory Vaden. And he says, the first step is to ask yourself, can I eliminate this task? Can I eliminate this task? If I can't eliminate it, the second thing is, can I automate it? Can I automate the task? Like bill pay. Can I automate my bill pay? Right? Automate. What can I automate so I no longer have to think about doing this task? The third thing would be, can I delegate? Who can I delegate this to? If it's a task that I'm doing that's taking my time, is there someone I can delegate it to who's going to do it 80% as well as me? The fourth step would be procrastinate. Is this a task that needs to get done right now or can it wait to some other time in the future? If Well, if you can't procrastinate on it, then you concentrate. And this is how we prioritize our focus. And as my friend Mike Bahoon, CEO of Fundraising U says, how you multiply time. You either eliminate tasks that don't need to be done, like what are the apps on your phone that suck your time that you don't need? Automate. What can you put onto autopilot? Delegate. Can you get someone else to do something? For example, when I was a high school coach and athletic director in Vermont, I used to mow my lawn and I didn't enjoy doing it and I wasn't good at it. And I finally decided to hire the high school kid down the street to do it. And as he would mow my lawn for three hours or so, two hours, it was a big lawn, a lot of little things, weed whacking and things you had to do. uh, I would sit back and go, my God, this is so much better that I don't have to do this. Procrastinate. What's something I can procrastinate on? And then concentrate. It's going to get my task. It's going to get my time and energy and I'm going to dominate that task. So I've set my intentions. I've scheduled my time. Now I'm going to track my behavior. This is where habit share comes in. And the reason why behavior tracking and habit share or a success checklist is so important is that success checklist is important because Behavior tracking is a fundamental key to consistency. Tracking your behavior increases awareness and awareness is the first step to growth. So do you want to exercise more? Start tracking it. Do you want to stop drinking? Start tracking it. Do you want to minimize your TV time? Start tracking it. Do you want to read more? Start tracking it. When you track, you bring awareness to the behavior, but you first have to set your intentions and know what behaviors do I need to do? Then you need to schedule them and say, when am I going to do them? Then you need to track and say, did I actually do them? And the fourth thing you do is you reflect and you refocus. And I used a journal to help me do this. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Apollo about the Apollo rocket, when the Apollo rocket was launched and it went from earth to the moon, it was off course over 90% of the time, but it still landed on the moon. Why? How? It landed because it made small adjustments day to day. So you're going to, you're not going to be more proficient. You're not going to be more accurate. You're not going to be more dialed in than the Apollo rocket. So most of your days are not going to go according to plan. You're going to have a plan and have to do what my mentor, Ken Revisa would say that champions do. They compensate and adjust. Please write down champions compensate and adjust. And as you compensate and adjust and you execute your day to about 80%, you're going to be getting where you want to go. Now, here's how we reflect. So whether you're a high school coach and you reflect after practice to say, how do we make my practices better? Or you're a business owner who reflects to say, how do I make my business more profitable? The way that you reflect daily is through what's called a start, stop, continue. You would jot down quick bullet points. What do I need to start? What do I need to stop? What do I want to continue? And when you do that every day, whether you write it down, most of the time I don't, most of the time I just say it to myself, like this morning at four o'clock in the morning, when I'm bottle feeding Carolyn in a rocking chair, I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm sitting here. I'm bottle feeding my baby. What can I do? I can watch TV or I can reflect. I can listen to podcasts. I can actually educate myself and do some of that journaling work that I wanted to do later on in the day. Well, I can do it right now. 
So I went through and I asked myself, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to continue doing? I do that daily. Now, weekly, what I'll do is I'll sit down and do a well, better how reflection. It's a little bit of a deeper dive where I'll say, okay, what did I do well this week? What do I want to do better next week? How am I going to do it? Now, one of my lead team members, Jacob Armstrong, one of the things that we, him and I do every week is we have, we have a team call. And on that team call, what we do each week is I share a well, better how with him about how I feel like I performed, how I feel like I'm doing in my marriage and how I feel like he's doing as a part of the team at Brian Kane peak performance. He then shares a well, better how on how he's doing personally and how he feels like him and I work together that week. And what it does is it, 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 it creates healthy conversation around growth. So you got to find somebody, right? Now remember, remember this, you got to find your accountability partner. People need to surround themselves with other people who have the same mission as them. So if you're the hardest working person in your peer group, you got to find some other peers to roll with. If you're the only person you know that reads, you got to find some other people to roll with, right? And you don't have to be with those people all the time. You can join those people in our mental performance daily community. You can join those people here in the coaching matters program. So find your accountability partner. Now, as we continue down to page two, let's talk about some new content here about goal setting that gets results and talking about goal setting. And here's what I want to do. I want to share with you some steps and strategies around goal setting that I use with my clients to help get results. And they're strategies that you can use. Now, you probably aren't going to do all of them, but you got to come off of this call with one of them. What's the one you're going to do? So the first thing that we want to talk about is the two types of goals we want to set outcome and process goals. Just this past weekend, I'm working with a golfer and I talked to him before he tees off on, on his, his tournament on Saturday. And I said, what are your goals for today's tournament? He goes, man, I want to be less than 30 putts. I want to keep all my drives out of the desert out here in Arizona. And I want to get up and down at 50%, meaning I want to chip putt 50% of the time. So, okay, those are all outcome goals didn't have a process goal. In his goal of keep the ball out of the desert, I said, how about we set the goal to be able to keep all your tee shots in play? Focus on what he wants instead of what he's trying to avoid. Get out of the desert or keep my tee shots in play. Because you might put the ball in play and still have a, a shot or the ball in the desert and still have a shot. It may work. So it was a different way to phrase it. Phrase it on the positive, meaning phrase it on what you want to do, not what you're trying to avoid. So I said, let's come up with some, some process goals. I said, how about process goal one? Take a breath every shot. Process goal number two, take it one shot at a time. I said, how about what's another process goal for you? He goes, man, how about have fun? You know, sometimes I get out there and I, and I don't, I don't play as well as I want to in the first couple of holes. And then I just get kind of angry and I don't play well the rest of the day. So, okay, well, how do you do that? Because I don't know. So having fun is kind of ambiguous where I said, how about when you pick up the bag and you're walking with it, you can, you can have fun. You can chit chat with your boys and your buddies. It's like a 15 year old golfer. So when you put the bag down, focus is on. I go bag down, lock on. Bag up, talk it up. He's like, I like that. Parents text me today. They said, my kid looked like a different golfer this weekend. Why? Because we gave them something to focus on other than an outcome. So you have to set both outcome and process goals because ultimately as coaches and business owners, at the end of the day, it's the outcome that's in play, right? At the end of the day, if you're not getting results, but your process, you're saying, I'm working the process, but you're not getting results, you're not going to have a job for very long. But if you don't work the process, you're not going to get results for very long. So you have to have both. Outcomes tell me where I want to go, but the process is how I get there. Let me say that again. Outcomes tell me where I want to go, but it's the process that's going to get me there. So let's talk about some outcome goals. Number one, and I want you to, to, to fill in here where it says number one on your notes sheet. I want you to actually write this in. So what's your daily MIT? MIT is something I say my most important task. And every morning, it's part of my morning routine. I will talk with myself either out loud in a journal or in my own head and say, what's my most important task for the day? What's the one thing I got to do today to make today a success? If nothing else happens, what's the one thing I got to get done today? And this is, these are my goals for today. My, call for, my goal for today, prepare for this coaching matters call. What's my MI, what's yours? Go ahead and write it down. What's your MIT for today? You got, you got wherever you are in the country, you got at least five hours left of your day probably. If you're on the East Coast, maybe just a little bit under that. What are you going to do? What do you got to get done today? 
It might be get to bed by 10. Boom, set it down. Set your intention. No intentions, you're a punching bag. No intentions, you're playing defense. No intentions, life is happening to you. You have clear intentions, you're throwing the punches. You have clear intentions, you're playing offense. You have clear intentions, life is happening for you. It's a major psychological shift that most people miss because they exist instead of attack. Weekly MIT. What's the most important task to get done this week? For me, my most important task this week is to execute new coaching call routine. And at the end of the week, adjust as necessary. Again, if you look here, these coaching blocks, I'm now going an hour with a 30 minute block, hour with a 30 minute block for family time, two hour block for coaching, 30 minute family block, which might be changing a diaper, might be doing a feeding, might be whatever, you know, whatever we need to do that day. A couple of weeks ago, it didn't look like that. These whole days were gray. So my number, my MIT for this week is adjust to the new coaching routine. What's my MIT for this month? My MIT for this month, right? For the month of March is established routine for CK, my daughter, Carolyn Kendall, call her CK and support my wife, Erin. What's my, you know, sometimes, yeah, I mean, 90% of the months, my MIT is something business related. Life changes a little bit when you have, when you have a, a, a child, right? So uh, everyone did say that. Now I'm living it. I get it now. So what's my quarterly MIT? January, February, March. My quarterly MIT was to set up the house to welcome uh, my daughter into the world and support mom, my wife. So what does that look like? That looks like getting a nursery ready. What does that look like? That looks like I wanted to paint my office so it was brighter. So we got that done. What does that look like? I wanted to... Um, you know, just kind of like thin out, thin out my clothing, my closet and get that stuff out of here. I went and organized, like <laughs> organized the garage. I mean, things that needed to get done that I'm like, I'm not going to want to do that when the little one's here. So let's do it now. So what's your MIT for this quarter? Or if you're a coach, you might not work in quarters. You might say this season, if you're maybe a softball coach or a baseball coach, what am I doing this spring? And then your annual MIT. In my annual MIT, my number one most important task for this year is to hire an MPM coach or coaches who can execute for Brian Kane peak performance. I'm at capacity in terms of how many days I can travel and what I've got going on. I've got to bring on some more coaches so that when people call me and say, hey, can we work together? I can go, you know, I'm full. However, I want you to work with Zach, or I want you to work with Tom, or I want you to work with Mike, or I want you to work with et cetera. So I've got to make that happen. It hasn't happened yet. Priority again for this quarter was to, to do the family thing. And that's coming up here as we charge forward in the next nine months. So you got to identify your most important tasks. If you don't identify your most important tasks, life will for you. And that's called defense. We don't want to do that. Second thing we got to do here, is set process goals. Now, process goals, this is your system that runs your machine. Like you hear a lot of Navy SEALs and people talk about, you got to have discipline. Let me share this with you. Your system has to be stronger than discipline. Look, we cannot rely on willpower. We cannot rely on discipline. We got to rely on our system. So use your willpower and use your discipline to create your system to make it easier for you to do the things that you want to do that are good for you and to make it harder for you to do the things you don't want to do. Want to stop drinking? Get the alcohol out of your house. Want to stop eating Doritos and, and cookies? Get them out of the house. That's system. Discipline is every time I walk by, am I going to hammer the nacho cheese Doritos? You're going to lose that game eventually from somebody who used to be 240 pounds and got on the scale of today at 183, I will tell you, if you don't want to eat shit, don't have shit in the house. You want to exercise, put a gym in your house. When I was 25, got my first house. First thing I did was put in a bar at 45, uh, 43 at 40. The first thing I did put in a gym. Why? Because you're going to use the space you create. So are you creating space for entertainment or are you creating space for energy? It's up to you to decide. It's your life. You're going to have a TV in your room. If you do, you're going to watch it. You know what that's going to do? Keep you up all night. You know what that's going to do? Minimize your energy. You know what that's going to do? Next day, you're going to wake up not feeling energized. No TV in the room. That's a system. No phone in the room. That's a system. Sweat before screens. Get up and invest in you before you start investing in other people. That's a system. And it's your systems that are going to determine your success in athletics and in life and in business. So ask yourself, if you're not getting the results you want, look, it's not because you lack discipline. It's not because you lack willpower. It's because your systems are broken. So we got to go to work on systems. 
Speaking about going to work on systems, I got a call to action for you. I want to work with you one-on-one. And, you know, once again, I want to, I want to recognize fundraising university and owner Mike Bahoon is the official sponsor for coaching matters in this group coaching program. If it wasn't for Mike Bahoon and fundraising you, I don't, we wouldn't be here. So if you're on tonight's call and you want to be entered into a raffle for a free 30 minute one-on-one coaching session with me or with your team or your group that you're working with, just go to briancanecom slash coaching dash matters dash free. I'm going to post it in the chat here and you're going to enter a drawing and we're going to pull somebody who's going to get a free one-on-one coaching session with me, which I'm super excited to do because I want to help you to implement these systems. I want to help you to be the best version of you. Also, I want to recognize Fundraising University. University and Mike Bahoon is the official sponsor of the Coaching Matters Group Coaching Program. And current coaches, if you'd like to be a Coaching Matters ambassador coach in your state and earn an extra five to $25,000 part-time, contact Mike Bahoon. I'm going to put his email address in the chat as well. You can also email me, brian at briancane.com, and I can get you connected to Mike. And any coaches or business professionals that are looking, especially if you're a teacher, you're already working in schools, right? If you're coming to your end and you're going to retire and you're looking for that next thing, because we don't retire to nothing, we have to have something to retire to. So let's retire to continuing the mission of helping coaches and athletes to dream big and helping them to raise more. So if you're a coach or a business professional looking to transition careers full-time, Fundraising University is hosting a transition program every week to discuss opportunities. If you're interested, again, email Mike or email Lindsay or email myself, and we will help you to get there. So Lindsay, if you're with us, if you would post uh, those email addresses, please, for you and Mike inside of our chat. I'm going to post uh, mics in there as well. Let's get back to talking about setting targets and destroying them. So we're talking about process goals, your system that runs your machine. When we're creating a system for success and creating a system for consistency, it starts with the PM routine. Now you'll hear a lot of people say, what do you do in the AM routine? I'll tell you this. If you don't have a PM routine, your AM routine is going to get shut down and inconsistent. Why? Because if you break your system by having a TV in bed and it's on all night, or you're up late on your phone and you don't have what's called digital sunset, you got to have a digital sunset. At what point do you turn off the electronics so you can turn yourself on the next day and attack with energy? If you don't have a system and a broad, not to say a broad, a bright guideline that says, this is when I turn my phone off. This is when I get off of electronics you're giving energy away. You're giving energy away to cyberspace, man. Think about it like that. Let me give you another analogy. Let me give you another analogy because we do this. Let's stop doing this. Is imagine if someone showed up at your door. Hey, I'm going to come and live on your couch for 30 days. Rent-free, eat your food, live inside your head, follow you around, whisper in your ear. You'd never let them do that. But when we don't turn off the electronics, that's what happens. Look, we are all living in what I call the 3E ratio, education, entertainment, energy. And you're living on a thing called net time, NET, no extra time. I don't know about you, but I think if you're on this call, you're not coming on this call going, you know what? I got some time to kill. I'm going to come hang out with the caner and the coach matters. No, you're on this call because you're like, I got to maximize my time. You're on this call because you're going, I got to invest in me more. You're on this call because you're saying I'm built and designed for more. And I'm going to go get it, but I need some help. Look, you can be having do anything with the right mindset, the right support, and the right strategy. I want you to jot that down. The life is about mindset, strategy, and support. And that's why I got goosebumps, man. That's why I get so jacked up to do these coaching matters calls because what do we do? We're building an elite mindset. We're creating community of support and we're talking strategy. You can be having do anything you want with the right mindset, strategy, and support, but you got to start asking yourself better questions and you got to start creating better systems. So let's take a look here. This is the system that runs your machine, PM routine. If your PM routine is on, the AM routine is going to take care of itself and get executed. So here's a couple examples, things that I do in my PM routine. All right. And again, I don't do them hundred percent. I do them 80%. I, I, the goal is hundred percent. The reality is 80%. But if my goal is put my phone down by 8 PM, most of the time it's going to be down by 8:30 or nine. But if I don't even have a goal of putting it down by eight o'clock, it's going to be down by 1130 or 12. So I set the goal to have my phone down by 8 p.m. 
Second goal for my PM routine, lay my clothes out for what I'm going to do tomorrow. Third thing I do, plan tomorrow tonight. So before I go to bed tonight, I will go to my Google calendar and I will map out and take a look at tomorrow and go, is this still what I'm going to do? Am I still doing this run with my boy Chase Schultz at 5 a.m.? Am I still then going into a block here of workout, which I'm going to have to adjust because he said he wanted to come run. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Am I still doing these coaching calls? Are they still full? Let me check. Boom. Yep. Green. They're full. So, and that, that's how I'm going to roll. Right. So I got my plan, but I will make sure it's tight and dialed before I go to bed tonight. The thing I want you to take away is plan tomorrow tonight. What are the three things you're going to do in your PM routine? Take time and think about that. Other things I do, I turn the heat down to 67 degrees because uh, according to research and sleep, that's the ideal sleep temperature. I'll take my supplements. Uh, not every night, most nights I try to meditate. I need to get stronger with that at night because that helps me to fall asleep. I'll have a, a, a book next to my bed. I will read. I wake up in the morning, AM execution. What am I trying to do? When I wake up, my morning routine system says sweat before screens. And I've been doing a lot of reading on habits recently. And one of the things they say is you have to identify when you are at your best, what are you doing? and bake those into your AM routine. Look, if you know when I exercise in the morning, I got a better pump, I got better energy, I got a better attitude, I got a better focus for the day, why wouldn't you do it? You know it's good for you, why don't you do it? Because you lack willpower? No. Because you lack discipline? No. Because your system's broken. Create a better system to make it easy for you, right? Here's the thing. We have to create, this, we have to create systems to make the things that are good for us also the things that we want to do. We have to create systems to make the things that we know are good for us easy to do. We have to create systems to make things that we know are bad for us hard to do. We have to create those systems. And I have to find a way to get my camera to refocus on me. Good. <laughs> Let's roll. So what are you going to put into that AM routine? Mine, I sweat before screens. I listen to mental performance daily, right? Some people laugh. They go, you listen to your own podcast? I go, yeah, I listen to my own podcast. I get fired up every day. If it's not firing me up, why would I want to put it out to anybody else in the world? I call success hotline. I map out my macros for the day, my meal prep, right? Macronutrition, fat, carbon, proteins. What am I going to eat for that day? Those are part of my AM routines when I'm clicking and I'm rolling and I'm going good. People said, well, it's all good. Guess what? You're going to have kids. It's going to change. You know what it's happened that what I've realized is having a daughter now is it just makes me sharper. Now, you know, it might change. It just, it, what I'm, what I'm, the, the game I'm going to play and the mindset I'm taking into this is that with a child here, I'm on display every day and she will be what I demonstrate. So if I want her to be sharp and I want her to be process oriented and I want her to be efficient, I want her to be loving, I want her to be caring, that's who I need to be. So if I want her to have an AM routine to set up her day for success, I need to model that behavior. When you're at your best, what are you doing? I want you to identify, please write down three to five things. When you are kicking the ass out of life, when you are dominating the day, when you are at your very best, what are the five things, three to five things you're doing? We're going to go into a breakout room here and have you talk about this. But the three to five things you do daily when you are your sharpest and you are at your best, what are they? For me, exercise plan my day in blocks. I take walks with my wife, my, my daughter, and my dogs. I map out my meals so I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. And I'm not on my phone. I'm working within my plan. Let's go into breakout rooms. And I want you to identify three to five things that you do when you are at your best. What are you doing? We're going to give you about three minutes in those breakout rooms, three to five things. Talk with an accountability partner. If you want to share contact information with your new coaching matters, accountability partner, I would highly recommend that. So you too can sharpen each other. Remember iron sharpens iron, high water raises all boats. There's a lot of things you could be doing and you're on this call right now. Let's take this to the next level. Let's go. So we're going into breakout rooms and we're going to talk about what we're doing when we're at our best. What are our three to five behaviors, our three to five activities that when we are performing at our best, 
This is what we are doing. What are those things that we're doing when we're at our best? So I'm still recording here. Zach Sorensen, you're in our main room. I'm going to bring you in here as our breakout rooms are in, pro in process or in progress here. Zach Sorensen, if you want to join us, nope, Zach's gone. He just moved out. Let's bring him back. Zach Sorensen, you're back with us. How we doing? What's going on? Oh, not much, man. Dominating the day. Hey, when you are clicking and you're at your best and you're sharp and you're getting things done, what is it that you're doing when you feel like you're at your best? What would you say of those three to five things? Yeah, there's no doubt I'm going through my, my AM routine and, and I will mirror exactly what you say. My AM routine struggles when my PM routines struggles. So I got to get to bed and I got to get my sleep. So I have my sleep time. I set an alarm for my time to go to sleep, not just my time to wake up, but when it's time to go to sleep, I set an alarm and I give myself that 30 minute window to lay my head on the, uh, on the pillow. And I get up and my morning routine is dialed in. I, if I, if I'm exercising first thing in the morning, I am crushing my day. And the reason why is because my triggers are based on mm -hmm. my routine of getting to the gym. So I wake up. First thing I do is I go to the bathroom, daily dominator sitting right next to the toilet. Bam, bam, got it. Jump in the car. All right. On the drive to the gym, seven minute drive. I've got hard 90 podcast success hotline knocked out. I go crush my workout. When I get done with my workout on the drive home, I've got uh, uh, increase your impact podcast. And then I finish it with mental performance daily, because like everybody that hears mental performance daily, I get juiced when I hear that. So by the time it's like 645 in the morning, I have got more wins and victories in my life than most people get in a day. Mm. Love that. Three to five things that you do on a daily basis to keep you sharp. Let's go to Kay Brew, Kevin Brewer, if you would join us here. Kevin, three to five things that you do, man. When you're dominating the day, Brew, what are you doing? Uh, so I do some uh, exercising as much as I can. So I have a neck issue. Uh, meal prepping and executing that to uh, keep my uh, nutrition good. Uh, learn something new. So I'm doing an optimized coaching program too. So uh, continue doing that. Beautiful. Uh, coaching or teaching somebody. Uh, uh, passing on knowledge and then uh, creating a problem solving. Love that. Love that. Three to five things we're doing on a daily basis to help keep us sharp. Uh, we've got Jason in here. Jason, can you join us? Jason's here, but not here. Good. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Zach. Right. What we want to do is we want to make sure that we identify what are we're doing when we're at our best and then make it as easy as we can to be able to execute those things. We want to be at our best. We got to know what that looks like. And we've got to be able to get there on a consistent basis. Let's go to Steve Shannon. Steve Shannon, if you would join us. When you are clicking and operating and working at your best, what would you say are three to five things that you're doing consistently? Uh, organization up front. I'm, I'm my calendar, I, I Brian caned it because of the OCD and ADD. So I've got to keep it fairly structured. There's not a lot of fluidity allowed. Um, that's number one. Number two, I've got to be flexible. So throughout the day, my role is uh, assisting the franchise owners at fundraising universities. So I'm, I'm part-time fireman putting out fires, but also helping teach them how to do the, the tasks that they don't understand so that they be, can continue to become entrepreneurs and not just rely on me. We want them to become independent and not be codependent the entire time they're there. And then the last thing is I got to put a period on it every day. Mm. So um, I'll carry it through the whole night uh, thinking about things that I should have done, need to do. So at the end of the night, when I do my meditation, that is my time to just shut her down, put mm -hmm. a period on it, focus on what I need to focus on, which is me. So. Love that. Love that. Right. At some point, at some point, we got we to gotta recharge the battery, right? At some point, we got to make sure we're continuing to invest into us. And I heard uh, a real estate agent client of mine say, she, she said, you got to win the, you got to win the private before you can win the public. And what she's saying is you got to take care of you before you start taking care of everybody else. And I think as people that are on this call, right, they have big hearts that like to serve, that want to help their children, that want to help uh, the people that they lead. Part of the challenge with that is you got to take care of you first because please write down, nobody wants your B game. That was a mindset that somebody shared with me going, Kaner, you're not taking care of you. You're giving the world your B game. They need to get your A game. And I'm not sure I've ever even brought my A game. I'm looking for it. I'm trying to find it. 
I'm trying, I'm trying different things. I'm tightening up routines. I'm constantly in the process of elimination, eliminate the non-essential. Please write that down. If it's not essential and it doesn't build your energy, it doesn't foster your education. Do you need it? I mean, how much entertainment do you need? Is it life entertainment enough? How much do I need to watch TV? I would say the most successful people who I'm around, unless they're TV broadcasters and they have to watch what's going on, they watch very little TV. That's kryptonite. Let's talk about kryptonite. Because when you fall off the wagon and you beat yourself, right? Look, the competition is you versus you. This is not you against anybody else in your industry, you against anybody else in your conference. This is you against you. And how do you become the best version of you? Because when you do that, everything else will solve itself. So when you fall off the wagon and you beat yourself, what happens? This is your kryptonite. For me, my kryptonite is I miss a workout in the morning. I don't sweat before screens. Why does that happen? Sometimes because I'm on my phone mindlessly when I'm in bed and I don't sleep. If my, I don't I have a, again, rule, don't allow your phone in the bedroom. When I go into hotels, sometimes I break that rule. Uh, other one, my meals are not mapped out. So I either binge eat or I don't eat enough. Or, you know, if I got friends in town or whatever it is, and we go out and have a couple beers, whatever too much, then that sometimes will set me back the next day. So my kryptonite is late night socializing on my phone mindlessly and missing workouts. What are you, what's your kryptonite? What keeps you from being your best? Make sure you identify that kryptonite like Superman and you don't beat yourself. Life's hard enough. Let's not beat ourselves. Next thing, we talk about creating systems, right? Success systems for consistency. Here's some things that you want to, <clears throat> these aren't, these are examples, but you want to create your success system. So one, I picked up from Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs, try to find him in a picture without jeans and a turtleneck, right? Mark Zuckerberg will, will, will wear, uh, I think it's gray all the time jobs wear black all the time. And when they asked him in his autobiography, they said, Steve, why do you only wear black? He goes, I want to save my energy for making decisions that matter. And what I wear doesn't matter. So I like wearing this. So I wear it every day. It's why I've transitioned to only wear black, less decisions. What am I going to wear? Black. Does that go with this? It goes with black. Yes. What if, what if my, I, I spill something on it? It's black. Good. So I only wear black. Second thing, Jesse Itzler, uh, former owner of the Atlanta Hawks, one of the things that he would talk about he does is he only eats fruit before noon, right? He goes, sometimes you wake up and you got business and you got other things going on. He goes, I just eat fruit before noon. It's easier to digest. I feel like I get a good spike of energy. That works for him. Other thing, examples, right? Uh, I always put my keys in the same place. I put my wallet in the same place. I put my phone in the same place. Systematic. I get another example, no phone in bed, no phone at the dinner table, and then no phones in the locker room. Jim Schlossnagel, former baseball coach at TCU, current head coach at Texas A&M, implemented a rule there about 10 years ago, no phones in the locker room. Some of that was because uh, you know guys taking pictures of each other in there and things like that, which we want to try to uh, obviously avoid. But a big part about it was when guys were in the locker room, they're on their phone sitting next to each other. I had a chance to interview with the major league baseball team this year. And the, the guy who I was interviewing with, who was their head athletic trainer, he said, yeah, when you come into this locker room before a game, you'll have 25 of the best players in baseball all sitting at their locker, all on their own phones. And I was like, yep, I know I see it. So create a better system. If you want engagement with your team, eliminate the thing that gets in the way of engagement. What gets in the way of engagement? Not because it's 2022. What gets in the way of engagement? Because I'm glued to a cell phone. And the, the majority, of ha majority of us have a screen addiction. Why do we have a screen addiction? Because there's people in Silicon Valley spending billions of dollars a year to make sure that we stay on that thing, that are smarter than us, that have more analytics than we do, and good. Let's create a better system to work with it. Next thing we want to do is we got to realize that the bigger the goals that you have, the tighter your process needs to be. If you've got big goals, you got to have a tighter process. Meaning you got to say no more often. And we all struggle with no. Because we might think, man, FOMO, fear of missing out. Well, I want you to trade FOMO for JOMO. JOMO, joy of missing out. I remember working with George St. Pierre, UFC world champion. And as I do with a lot of athletes I work with, when their career is done, I ask them and say, what's, what's the biggest thing you took away from our time together? Remember George said to me, he said, Brian, you know, the biggest thing I took away from your, our time together was that I was making sacrifices. Uh, I was making decisions, not sacrifices. 
I have no idea. I have no recollection of ever saying that. And he said, you know, that that's really changed me because I used to think that I was making sacrifices to be a world champion, that I was missing out on this and I was missing out on that. And I was in an eight week training camp and I couldn't travel and couldn't go do these things and couldn't go here and socialize and do this. And he goes, and what I realized was I was not making sacrifices. I was making a decision to be a world champion. I was making a decision to pursue this, to be the best me I could be. That's why when George was actively fighting, he wasn't doing Captain America movies like he is now. Why? Because he knew he had a short window to fight and he wanted to do everything within his control that he could from a sports science and a training standpoint to give him the best chance to be the best he could be. And then when it was done, he knows he could go pursue other things. Your focus determines your future. Time is always against us. We have to find ways to multiply time. That's the focus funnel. We have to find ways to create time, creating better systems. We have to find ways to improve our time management skills, most important of which is probably going to be what can I eliminate that I no longer need to do? Because the bigger your goal, the tighter your process needs to be, the sharper your focus needs to be. Also, to be consistent over time, you must describe what you do as a process. Jim Collins, author of the book, Good to Great, in that book, he says that you to be consistent over time, you've got to describe what you do as a process, a series of steps, if you would, that will help you get to where you want to be. Now, uh, obviously, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of, of uh, Success Hotline with Dr. Rob Gilbert. If you're not on Success Hotline, I'm going to post inside of our chat. Um, Success Hotline, I'm also, also going to post in our chat. Zach Sorensen's Hard 90 podcast, two staples of my daily routine. And, you know, one of the things that Dr. Gilbert always talks about is, is people who he's trained that have had a lot of success in different areas. And one of those guys is a name by the name of Frank Soma, S-O-M-A. And Frank Soma is a sales trainer. And one of the things he said that's really stuck to me, and I found it to be very accurate, is he says that there's three steps to goal getting. Number one, make a commitment. Number two, make it public. Number three, make it happen. So let's unpack these a little bit here as we bring kind of today's today's call into the fourth quarter, let's call it. So three steps to goal getting. Number one, make a commitment. So the first thing you got to do is set your goals. And then you got to know, okay, why do I want these goals? And then I love this question. Who benefits if you achieve the goal and who suffers if you fall short? You see, we're motivated by seeing the benefit of what we do. And most of the time, we're, benef- we're motivated more by preventing suffering to the people that we care about because we don't want to let people down. You're, you're motivated to achieve. You're more motivated often to not let down. Think about it. Are you, more, are, you, are you motivated because you love to win or are you motivated because you hate to lose? A lot of people will say, I hate to lose more than I love to win. Well, then, then use that to your motivation to say, who suffers if you don't do this? And think about the disappointment on your family, the disappointment on your teammates, the disappointment on those you coach, the disappointment on those you love if you don't follow through and do what you said you were going to do. So know who benefits, know who suffers, and then put that positive pressure on yourself to execute and make a commitment. But it's got to be your goal, right? It's got to be something that you are motivated to do because it's going to be really hard to make a commitment to something that doesn't drive you. Ken Revisa used to ask us all the time as grad students, he'd say, if you got three days left to live, what would you do? Find a way to do that as often as you can. Motivation, never be a problem. If I had three days left to live, I would coach one of those days. If you got three days left to live, what would you do? Tap into that for motivation. Let that drive setting your goals. Second thing we do after we make that commitment is we make it public. And when you make it public, and you share it with other people, that creates a positive pressure for yourself. That creates a positive expectation, right? If you believe in the secret or the law of attraction, which a lot of people talk about, you're speaking it into existence. Now, I don't know how you measure that, whether that works or not. I'm not a neuroscientist. However, I do believe that when you speak your goals into existence and you share them with other people, it does a couple things. One, it allows them to give you support. Two, it allows them to give you accountability. And three, when you speak your goals and make it public, it makes them more clear. And if you're going to accomplish anything, it's going to come down to these three things, clarity of purpose and clarity of what I want, 
clarity. Number two, accountability. Who am I letting down? Who am I motivated? And if I do it and three support, who's going with me? If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you got to go with a team. And that's where you got to surround yourself with people who have the same mission as you. It's what I love doing these calls. Why? Because if you can surround yourself with people who have the same mission as you, then Fundraising University's mission and the mission of Brian Kane Peak Performance to educate, empower, and energize other people to be their best and to use athletics as a vehicle to provide life-changing opportunities for student athletes, man, I can't, I, I can't be more aligned with anything. That's what I want to do. That's what my life is. If it wasn't for my high school football coach, I don't know, I'd probably be dead. So you see the power of what coaches do. You know that coaching matters. So to be able to bring that to people and to have the support of a team like the people on this call and a support of the team like the people at Fundraising University, I'll run through a wall for that. And you become the average of the five people you associate with most. So who are the people you're associating with most? And I would say one of the people I associate with most is Rob Gilbert, because I listen to Success Hotline every day. One of the people I associate with most is Ryan Holiday, because I read the Daily Stoic every day. I've never met Ryan Holiday. Well, I met Ryan Holiday once. I've met Dr. Gilbert twice. So who are the five people you associate with most? And then what are the, you also become the average of the five things you do daily or the five things you do most. So again, are you taking your limited free time? Is it going into business building? Is it going into education? Or is it going into entertainment? And if it's going into entertainment, because you got to watch a game, are you doing it sitting on the couch or sitting on a bike? That's a choice you can make. When I traded, when I traded the recliner for a walking desk, the game changed. I could still be out there. I could still be out there with the family. I was just moving. Become an average of the five things you do most. Third thing, we talked about make a commitment, make it public. Let's make it happen. How do we make it happen? Well, first thing you're going to do is reverse engineer your plan from your outcome to today. So when we say reverse engineer, just think about a staircase. Top step is the outcome and then build the staircase down with all the little steps you need to take. Also, know that the plan that you use to get started will not be the plan that gets you to the finish. Like when a rocket ship takes off, it uses 80% of its fuel in like the first 20% of the mission. It's got to get out of gravity, right? So it's no different than us. When we're trying a new exercise program, when I'm building a new business, when I'm trying a new strategy and anything in life, I'm going to use most of the fuel in the beginning because it's the start that stops most people. So Know your plan that's going to get you started and get started and know you'll figure it out along the way. Prioritize and execute. What's the immediate mission? What do you need to do today? What's the thing that's going to get the most amount of your time? Everything else that can be procrastinated on, meaning it can wait, let it wait, and then focus your time and concentrate on the task at hand. Prioritize and execute. Look, if everything is important, nothing is important. If everything is important, nothing is important. There's a great book my friend Matt Morris recommended to me years ago. It's called Essentialism. I believe the author's name is Greg Mickeyown. I could be off on that. But the book Essentialism really talked about being able to prioritize and execute and focus only on the essential. Other thing you got to do, man, you got to safeguard your time. Like, don't give away your time. You're giving away your life. We used the analogy earlier of the guy who comes in and lives on your couch, hangs out for a while every day that you don't know that you maybe don't necessarily like, but you let them in. That's what we do when we're just surfing on social media. That's what we do when we're just mindlessly watching TV is we're not safeguarding our time. In the limited free time you have, it's going into education. It's going into entertainment. It's going into energy. You decide where it goes. Find what you love to do and do it, man. Three days left to live. What are you doing? Also, the TV piece. I uh, heard some staggering stats that the average average American, and I know we got people from all over the all over the world here. I'd imagine it applies everywhere. At watch on average of four hours of TV a day. That's a full time job. So let's stop watching as much TV. Let's stop thinking I need more time to relax. Let's stop feeling sorry for ourselves. Let's start attacking the day. So look, be kind to yourself, and be nice to yourself, <laughs> but don't accept your own BS. Like be kind and nice, but not too kind and nice. Be aggressive, but not too aggressive. Like you got to create the energy that you need to get done what needs to get done. And you got to play mental games with yourself, right? We had Sean Casey on here and one of our calls uh, recently in coaching matters, the 10 year major league baseball player. 
lifetime 300 hitter. And he says, you got to play mental games with yourself to bring the energy that you need to do. And some days that mental game is proving other people wrong. Some days that mental game is proving yourself right. Some days that mental game is being nice and kind and gentle with yourself. And some days that, that game is kicking yourself in your own ass, getting yourself out the door to go. We're talking about charting your course and hitting your target. Look, your future and your success depends on a lot of factors. And the most important factor has always been and will always be you. Your future and your success depends on a lot of factors. And the most important factor has always been and will always be you. And it will be your mindset. It'll be your strategy. It'll be your support. That's what we're doing here on coaching matters, helping build your mindset, giving you strategies and giving you support. So I want to know what's your number one takeaway from this call. What are you going to do immediately? Let's go ahead and post in our chat, please. If you would, what's your biggest takeaway? What's the number one thing you're going to take away from today's call? Go ahead and drop that inside of our chat, if you would, please. And then I want you to go ahead and I want you to say, what are you going to do immediately? So Zach Sorensen says, nobody wants your B game. Okay, Zach, what are you going to do immediately to make sure you're not bringing your B game? I got to get to bed on time. I need sleep because when I get my sleep, my morning routine happens every single time and then, and I'm juiced for the day. There you go. Simple. So, so I got to get to sleep. What time, what time do you need to go to bed? I'm going to be in bed by 9.30. 9.30. What time are you going alarm on your phone to remind you to get to bed at 9.30? Nine o'clock alarm will get me to bed by 9.30. Great. I'm working with one of the UFC world champions in preparation for a fight upcoming here. It's not been made public yet of who it is and, and what we're doing. Uh, so I can't mention the name. The, the, we had a call last night and we talked about the same thing. Difficult time executing the PM routine. Want to be in bed at 10, closer to bed at 1130. So when do you set an alarm to go to bed? She goes, alarm to go to bed? I said, yeah. When do you set an alarm to go to bed? Never heard of that. Set your alarm for nine o'clock to go to bed at 10. Give yourself the hour kick down. Well, what if people are over? What if I'm doing it? I said, Look, I said the most savage move I've ever seen from my friends. I'm with my buddy, Sean Haggerty, former Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL instructor. We're hanging out at his restaurant, Protector Brewery in San Diego. There's like six of us at a table having an awesome conversation. Just really, really good, really good energy. His watch goes off eight o'clock, goes, sorry, guys, got to go. Make sure you shut it down. I really enjoyed the time. Just absolutely in it, finished out. I, I circled back with him later. I go, dude, where'd you have to go? He goes, oh, just, my wife and kid were home. Just out. I mean, I see the guy like maybe, maybe once a year. Right? It was like, that's savage. That's prioritize and execute. So the thing that's going to work for you, Chris talked about clarity, accountability, and support. Kay Brew talked about more process goals, not only outcome goals. I want you to identify what it is you're going to do. And I want you to be specific with what it is you're going to do so that we can become the best version of us. Look, if you're on this call, obviously you're motivated. We want to work with you. Fundraising University is always looking for people like you who are competitive, empathetic, organized, self-starters, and, and wanting to help coaches to dream big and raise more so we can enhance that student-athlete experience. So current coaches, contact Mike Bahoon at mbahoon at fundraisingu.net to acquire about assistant coach or area rep positions that are open within Fundraising University's team. And if you're interested in being a franchise owner and owning your own territory and making this a business where you can have that positive influence and impact and generate an income, please visit fundraisingu.net and click on franchising. I'll post both of these inside of our chat. And wanted to let you know that our next Coaching Matters group coaching call, super excited about this one, is going to happen again two weeks from tonight. We go every other week. And on Monday, March 28th, same time, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock Eastern, we've got two-time Olympic gold medalist, two-time NCAA basketball national champion, Steve Wojciechowski, former Duke Blue Devil, former Marquette men's basketball head coach. Coach Wojo is going to come on two weeks from tonight to talk about self-care and coaching. He's going, to, he's going to talk about how he takes care of himself and invests into himself so he can be his best. He's going to talk about what he knows now. He wishes he knew when he was an active Division I head coach, having some time to reflect and get some space from that. It's going to be really good. He's also going to talk about March badness. You know, Wojo's seen it on all aspects from being a player, being a coach. He's won a national championship. It's going to be really exciting. Looking forward to that. And uh, thanks to you all for being here. 
appreciate what you're doing for, for your communities and looking forward to supporting you. Thanks for being here until next time. Don't count the days, make those days count. And remember that coaching matters. Thanks everybody. Thanks for checking out this week's coaching matters podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a subscribe and a review. Also, be sure to engage with us on social media here in the notes for the show. And remember, dream big, raise more, and coaching matters.